Within a minute of us being in the same group. Yeah, some banger gets said. <laughs> oh, God, oh, so shit. it's, you know. Get out of here, Discord. Preemptive. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Say something fucking stupid, and you'll be like, yeah, this is how we start the show. And that's every podcast. Yeah, Fire yeah. Sheldon Keith. there's something stupid. Let's go. Oh, yeah, reactionary. Someone's going to get fucking dealt this level for the next game. It should be a trade. Or if they hold on to the fort. I, I, I yeah. bet you they're going to fire Keefe, um, but it should be a trade. All that and more coming up on this episode <laughs> of the Tukey's Take Podcast. I was going oh, to go get water. My, my Brita filter is empty. You know what? If you're going to get water, I'm going to get water. That's a, that's a good idea because I actually haven't We'll be back any. right after this hydration break. We'll just throw the okay, ad. Can we please edit that in at least? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> XFL, hold on. <laughs> so this is all going into the podcast, right? <laughs> I hope so. The XFL's I mean, back, boys. To, given that I'm you so just excited. Gave us, you just gave us two potential episode titles in Flavor Juice and Flatwater Pleb. <laughs> <laughs> They're both so good. They oh, are. I'll, Shit. I'll tweak. I'll do something with us for sure. Oh, God. So as mentioned, welcome everybody to another edition of the Tukey Steak Podcast, where we will in fact be talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. We will in fact be talking about the reborn XFL, the Dwayne, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, the Rock, Dwayne, led XFL, the Pecs, the Abs. Oh, we, God, his fucking, the Rock fucking song. We're drive with ball power. We stay hungry. We devour. Thank you. I was too white to remember the lyrics, um, and that's okay. Uh, so, gentlemen, how was your weekend? It's it's the Halloween. It's the spookies, but it's it's yeah. Monday, so yeah. nobody really cares about Halloween except for children. Let's be honest. All the adults got drunk and dressed slutty on the weekend. Sin, how was your weekend? I got. Drunk and dressed slutty. No, just kidding. Um, I didn't either, obviously. Um, at least obviously for one of those. Which one? I don't know. Um, I know which one it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was fine. I, I went axe throwing yesterday. That was great. Um, just getting back into finished shape, you know? <sighs> speaking of, I'm so depressed. From last week to this week, flight prices like doubled. For the same, mm. like, even for, like, I don't get it. I don't understand how they do flight prices, and I never fucking will. It's, like, monumentally different week to week, and it's very frustrating. Because mm-hmm. now I'm probably not going to be able to go in November. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I was going to say, it means more NHL 2K10 on stream, but it doesn't because... Yeah, because you're going to be doing War. God of War. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, perfect. I'll be gone. Whatever. I'll be doing my own axe throwing. Yeah. Beat that game quick. <laughs> God, I will. I'm not going to put it down, so I probably will. Let's be honest. All right. Endo, how was your weekend? Fucking boring, dude. I didn't really do anything. Loser. I didn't really do anything on weekend. <laughs> I don't really do anything. I'll be real with you. I don't know. I'm just in a somber mood. Not cause, not related to the Leafs, just in general, man. Life got you down. Yeah. That's it. Well, just yeah. That sounded like an ad. 
An ad? Who would we yeah. possibly advertise for? <laughs> no, it's just like life got you down. It sounds like there's a follow up to that. Like that, that, there like was that old supposed commercial. To be, I just couldn't think. Okay. Of uh, oh. Oh. Okay. I thought you just nuts getting it nuts. Fuck. Too, I'm sorry. Get ex- get exposed though. Fuck. <laughs> I was life sitting there you- desperately trying to think of something, and I just couldn't. <laughs> life got you down. Nuts too, Harry. If you can solve that problem with Manscaped, beautiful products, including their lawnmower 4.0. It's got a little flashlight. You know, you can see like where the fuck you're going. It's that bad. You know, if you're growing it out, you're trying to be gritty down by your nitty gritty, you know, Uh, just clean that up. Trim it. You should never be having sex. Life cut you down. Trim the hair to match. The best I got. Manscaped.com. Code Tugi, T-O-U-G-I-E, at checkout for 20% off your order and free shipping. As I mentioned, a variety of top-notch products. You won't get any better than our friends at Manscaped. For all of your grooming needs, that's Manscaped.com. Code Tugi, 20% off free shipping. Manscaped.com. Winning. Gentlemen, we have viewer questions, as we pretty much always do, to kick off the show. And, of course, the first couple... Very, very much Halloween related because why would they not be? First one comes from Scroopy Noopers. Your favorite Halloween costume you ever had? I don't really have one. Oof. I gotta be honest. Like, there's just not the one that that stands out for me. I don't know. Um, and a few. God, like more often than not. I went like there was at least two years between the ages of five and eight that I went as a hockey player with like a busted up mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones that stand out. I went a lot of times as Ghostface from Scream. Those masks were so goddamn popular when I was growing they were up. Everywhere, every and they're like different versions of them and stuff too. I had like multiple different versions of that. Loved those masks. By Got the, the way. NWO, the NWO Wolf Pack, just all the <laughs> all the different versions. Yeah, um, dude, okay, so there's a couple, but one of them is from when I was like one, no, first grade, one. Um, first grade, I had this like gorilla mask thing, and as a surprise, one of my dad's like friends or something like that was a seamstress, and she made me a full-on like fur fucking suit to go with this gorilla mask. I was, it was the coolest <laughs> goddamn costume, and I was the coolest kid for a day in in first grade maybe even at the whole school like i was getting high fives from sixth graders come on damn <laughs> damn yeah that's... i was i w- yeah worked my way up um it was yeah it was it was sick like it was such a cool costume i remember that a lot because i have always had an affinity for monkeys and great apes they're my favorite animal as a kid so obviously one year old i do that whole thing and just to have this amazing like full-on jumpsuit that was like crafted for me to go with this gorilla suit or this gorilla mask was amazing now was this before or after um uh the bad touch by the bloodhound game <laughs> i don't you even know fit, you would have fit right in with the music video oh right right wait 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 <laughs> is that the you and me baby ain't nothing but yeah me? yeah okay that's what i thought okay fuck God, when the hell that, that would have been let's see first grade i would have been that would have been 96 so i hope before. yeah this was 99 so you were ahead of yeah, the curve i was ahead of it got it <laughs> you go and no favorite halloween costume growing up 
I don't have a favorite. It's like everything before I was like 12 is like a fucking blur. Um, too many concussions. And um, one of the most embarrassing ones was after Halloween. Um, I think I was, this was in grade 11. So like junior year of high school. And I didn't have a costume. So my mom gave me like a, a mechanics outfit. Which is a regular like jumper. Put it on. She said, get to work. Because she she dressed you up as a chimney sweep back in the day, too. Yeah. So, like... Still my favorite picture. I know. Yeah. Thanks. Um, And... (laughs) I tried not to break, but I broke. Fuck you guys. Um, Uh. How do I describe this? People didn't realize I was wearing a Halloween costume. Like I was, I guess I was that much of a fucking. I was that much of a fucking wallflower that like no one even knew that I was in a costume. So they're like, it was like, oh yeah, uh, they're like, you didn't dress for Halloween. I'm like, yeah, I did. They said, no, you did. I said, I wore a mechanic outfit. It's like that's your costume. Like, I dressed nothing like a mechanic outfit during high school. I was like wearing, I was wearing like street fashion. I looked nothing like a fucking mechanic at all. I mean, and, I mean, then again, my fucking high school was experiences were terrible. So I was going to say everything you've told me about your high school experience was awful anyway. So this okay. just lines up. So the first four years, so it's four years high school. I took, I took an extra year was terrible because there was a school I hated. Everything was just fucking horrible. My last like year and a half was perfect. was was great. It was awesome. So, yeah, maybe that's the reason why I fucking hate everyone like didn't know who the fuck I was. Well, they knew who I was, but I didn't know, like, I was wearing a fucking costume. But how the fuck do you not see a man in the fucking mechanic outfit? It's he's a mechanic. You could say, oh, I'm Jason. Oh, but no mask. Mask looks Jason. Or just Jason wearing blackface, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Like, Jesus. <laughs> it's a me, just Trudeau, the mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh. <laughs> Jesus! Our next question. <laughs> yeah, good, good transition there. Oh shit! Our next question comes from local dipshit. You. Oh. <laughs> If not asked before, in the spooky spirit, favorite candy? This is easier for me to ask, like... Alright, here's my thing. I don't eat candy, mostly. Very yeah. rarely. Very Same. rarely. During Halloween, I'll fucking eat all of it. But, uh, there's some I don't eat. And, and, and that's what I'm gonna say. It's easier for me to do that, because it's so hard for me to choose a favorite. Yes, too. Now, are we separating candy from chocolate, or are they one and the same? Aren't they the same? Or I mean, not? I guess you could say so. Oof, like, well, is a, not that this is my favorite. Is a Snickers bar considered candy? Yeah, at least in my eyes. Chocolate. Like, well, is okay. chocolate not candy or no? I separate the two. What the fuck happens on the East Coast? All right, um, let's just okay. Candies from my chocolate. I'm okay with me this to be like, it... okay, here's a Snickers and here's Starburst, both candy. I'd yeah. consider there to be a bit of but a then divide. You can get into okay, well here's Skittles and here's Starburst. Are they both candy? Because they're yes. both sweet and sour. Yes. 
Anyway, answer it the way you want to. I'm just going to be answering it in that way. All right, I'll do a chocolate and a candy. That's fine. Go for it. Number one chocolate, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Easy. Oh, yeah. Easy. Slam dunk. Undisputed. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Candy-wise, so it was last year was, um, you know, once I'd already moved and my fiance and I had gotten the house. Um, About an hour, no, about 45 minutes away, there's this super small coastal main town and they have a candy store. And brother, you don't even know candy until you get it from a legit old school candy store. Oh, yeah. They have the best Swedish fish I've ever tasted in my life. And they have these slightly sour gummy worms that are the most flavorful candy you've ever had in your life. I can't pick between those two because they're both delicious. We go once a year in October. It's the best. It's the absolute best. And uh, nice. if either of you come and visit, we'll have to uh, we'll have to take a trip down there. And uh, absolutely, yeah, it's it's a great way to stay in shape. Uh, <laughs> Sid, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously Reese's peanut butter is pretty much on top uh, for for chocolates. But uh, in the sake of uh, or for the sake of some variety, I, I'm gonna shout out. Fuck, man. That kind of is the top of it. You know what? Like, what is it? I'm just going to go off on a mini thing. What is it with the ho- uh, the holiday versions of candy that tastes better than the normal ones? I had those like little Reese's. Not They weren't even peanut butter cups. They're like these little Halloween special, like pumpkin shaped type thingies. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking delicious. Like better than a normal peanut butter cup. Same thing with like uh, during the Christmas season, the little yes. trees. Yes. Uh-huh. Why are they better? I don't know, but you're right. <laughs> so fuck. Um, yeah, anyway. So those yeah, dude, other chocolates, that's really it, it has to be. I can't even think of it. Like Milky Way, I'll give a shout to Milky Way. Because mm-hmm. those are really good, especially when you heat it up a little bit, like in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> um I what I used to do is freeze them and then heat them up. So like the outside would still be not melted, and then the inside was like all soft and yeah. But... Sins candy hacks over here, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um candy wise man that's the thing when i when i go in for candy at this point it's mostly chocolates um with that i considered candy till now which is fair where the that's east fair. coast boys were like huh, wait we had hershey factory over here um <laughs> shit i actually don't live that far away at this point from well, i know the east factory. coast is like the smallest thing ever like all all you states up there is like still not as big as california um yeah, I don't know. I don't need too much of it. I guess I'd, I guess I'll go Starburst because it's yummy and sweet, and like for right now, my teeth can still handle it. Mm. <laughs> I hear you on that. I'm uh, I'm at the point where yeah, yeah the uh, the old teeth sensitivity kicking in. Yeah, I, I haven't had a Tootsie Roll in I don't know how long. I used to love those things. Ah, oh, just the, the thought, thought of it. I know. Teeth is awful. I know. Fuck. <laughs> Endo, your choices here. What do you got? Uh, like my candies. Um, I'm obviously I'm sucking on a fucking cough. No, <laughs> sucking on a Jolly Rancher right now. <laughs> Just the way you started. I'm sucking on this. Sucking on this All big, right. nice, Another juicy potential. green apple cock, uh, Jolly Rancher. Um, Another potential episode title. Endo be sucking. <laughs> Suck though, Mills. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that. I was just flaming uh, AJ in your Discord because he doesn't like Calpy Crisp, and I told him that he's fucking mid. Um. <laughs> 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 He's gonna listen to this podcast like fuck you, I know. Fuck you, AJ. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I love myself a good um I would say Reese's peanut butter cup obviously is like number one. Like I'm not sure when, but at one point Reese's like they sold the peanut butter cup as a peanut butter chocolate bar. Like this is recent. So it's the same thing, except the Reese butter cup is just in like a bar, like a chocolate. It's in like it's kind of like in the way that they do like the Hershey's cookies and cream bar. Mm. Yeah, it's like mm. it's like flat and has like the separation in really between. Good. It's pretty good. Not gonna lie. Um, I have a question for you guys. Um, because yeah, I saw a video of this guy chewing on his fucking Jolly Ranchers. Oh, are you a no. chewer or are you a sucker? With Jolly Ranchers? No, with Dick. No, with Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, I didn't know if you meant, like, certain candies specifically, or if it was Jolly, only... What are Jolly Ranchers? Little cylindrical bitches? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just like our uh, Manscaped Deodorant, Spherical. spherical. Yeah, but I said Damn cylindrical. Right. Um, <laughs> which you that can't is, eat the Manscaped the one, sadly. Um, yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't... Candy is not really my thing. Yeah, but like, why would you bite that crap? Exactly. Way too hard. Yeah. Hey, listen. There's a will, there's a way. Fair enough. I, yeah. I respect your chewing ability. Also, another question. What was the worst? This is like randomly out of there. What was the worst candy you've ever gotten as a kid? From Halloween. Hmm. Or like the most consistent one you always got that you hated the most? Hmm. That's a tough one. Trying to think back. Um, the first one to come to mind. I don't even know if this is my actual answer. The first one to come to mind. Dots. The hell are dots? Not a fan mm. of dots. They're yeah. just these. Yeah. They're like fruity gumdrops, but they're not quite as good as uh, like fruit snacks. And it's it's. Hmm. it's like the mix it's like the in-between of like a starburst and a fruit snack and it just doesn't work ah. okay yeah i think it was a tootsie product too to be honest but i don't like they didn't they weren't quite like a tootsie roll like yeah dots never did it for me that yeah. i could sit here for an hour and try to think of other ones but that was the first one to come to mind dots is my answer yeah i can't really think of one that i really despised or would always trade because you gave it away and so it was out of yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I don't, you always give it away or trade it away or, or fucking yeah i really can't remember the ones I think back on now, it's like, why did I like these so much? Was Smarties? Oh, those dude, little yeah, pill things, a... like in those twisty mm -hmm. things that were just like basically. Yeah. And no, those cool. would be called Shocky. rockets for you. I know what they are. I know. I'm just clarifying because some Canadian listeners or viewers will be like, "Oh, actually, they're called rockets up here," and it's like, "Yes, we know." Oh my god! My yeah, like, Canada's just a fucking. <laughs> Yeah, we say uh, it's okay. No, I, I, right. I totally forgot the line. Uh, it's it was from the Robin Williams thing. It's they're like a loft apartment over a really great party or something like that. Uh, Fair enough. Butcher, Man, so the worst Denmark. candy that I got, holy shit. Um, so we had um, 
so like my area was kind of like a I can I just can use the term yuppie. It was a very yuppie area in like Toronto. I mean, it was, still was downtown, but it was very okay. Very, but what happened um, there in eighteen fifty? Very, uh, very non-black friendly. I can say that. Very, very white. H W Y T E, and we had a resident vegan. We had the first vegan I ever heard of, a resident vegan, and she would give out. She would purposefully give out shitty candy every fucking year, every fucking mm-hmm. year. Was it purposeful, and, or did she just not know better? As hmm? a vegan, was it was, was it like, like purposeful, like vindictive? I, I, I don't know. Or, Probably. Okay. Or like, what if she just like, didn't this know because like, she hadn't had candy in so long? And I just <laughs> viewed it as a betrayal, personal <laughs> slight. Yeah, she gave us trail mix. No, but, yeah. uh, so what she ended up doing was she like obviously there was like giving out raisins, but then she gave us like these weird like raisin like raisin like things, and they were they taste worse than actual raisins. I don't know what it was. And then the year after that, a raisin. She gave vegan? us some like weird, obscure, like vegan candy. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Did it taste like, good? This, no, it tastes terrible. And right. like the worst part about it was, this is like right when like before veganism hit like its biggest like, you know, where where like it started to become like a mainstream kind of thing. Right before, before it had its top vegan. forty. <laughs> right before it had its top forty radio hit. Like right before there, um, and like. At that time, like, there weren't really any good, like, alternatives. Like, they didn't really figure out, like, the secret having this, this... They didn't figure it out. So, they are basically just trying to figure out, like, what worked for, like, vegan candies, and those were terrible. Absolutely the worst. Hated it. All right. I feel yeah. like you brought up this question just to talk about how much you hated those vegan candies. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Tiny bit. Maybe just... Yeah. I, I am still offended all these years later. Yeah, it's gonna it's ruined my tongue. I've got a burn patch because of because of that. The memories. From uh Endo's best friend AJ. Fuck Favorite off. childhood Halloween themed episode or movie, and why is it or isn't it the Great Pumpkin episode of the Peanuts? Favorite Halloween themed episode or movie mm. growing up. It's really not enough of them. Hmm. There's yeah, a lot of things. books that I loved of Halloween books. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like these, I can't remember half the names of them now, but like, I remember there's a lot, it was this theme and I, it might've been, they might have had like other books too, but it was like this kind of family with like sort of animals that were not human, but they were very like self-aware. And I, they had a bu- pet fucking bunny named Banicula. <laughs> No, I remember Does that this. Ring any bells? Okay, yeah, I don't fucking know. I think what? they had Christmas ones too. Like they wrote Christmas stories too, or something. I can't. I have weird flashes. Yeah, this like yeah, but Nickel was like its own thing. Yeah, in okay. In terms of uh, uh, like a book series for kids. Yeah, and like the the pets were like freaking out because some witch comes in the house and she starts you know putting stuff in oh in, a, in a stove and they think she's brewing stuff and she's just like you know a human in a costume with a cold like and she's like making soup for herself and the animals are like freaking out about this yeah i remember those there's a ton of cool like halloween books too one of my favorites was just this description of like again it was like i think it was animal based like these animals watching this area wondering what the fuck is happening. And it's like all these people coming down the street in their different costumes. And I loved that book. Cause like just the cool pictures of all the costumes and whatnot, like 
yeah, I can't remember the names of them. I but those are the ones that hit me the hardest, like that I remember the most. And I don't remember because I didn't watch a whole lot of TV growing up. Um, I got way more into gaming. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, those are the books that I remember the most. God, for me, I mean, I'm sitting here trying to go back in my uh, my head through all the Nickelodeon specials, you yeah. know, whether it be like a Hey Arnold, a cat dog or something like that. Yeah. Um, probably would have been. There was this Hey Arnold Halloween special um, that I watched like every year as a kid. And it was. um. Basically, the, the premise of the episode was like they were doing a take on War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was, I don't know, it was just really good. It was just really good. The idea of like the kids faked like this alien invasion to try to freak out the adults. It was just a good one. Nickelodeon episodes, especially around that era, always hit the mark. Endo, anything stand out for you? Nah. <laughs> no, nah, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't really. <gasps> I didn't really watch much TV, like honestly. I um, found it. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> like we always had like TV, but like we didn't. I didn't really watch it much. Uh, yeah, but I do remember like the the pumpkin patch episode, uh, special for Charlie Brown. It was always good. You know, the important thing out of all of this is that Sin's gonna go buy a version of Banicula. No, no, no. Well, I, I found the one stuff. I was actually talking about um, besides that, and I had it pretty close. It's called Scary, Scary Halloween by Eve Bunting, and it's about this like fantless family of cats hiding in this brush and watching all the kids go by in their costumes. <laughs> so, I, I, sorry, I'm just so happy I found the title, and I see the, the cover of it and flooded back with memories. Anyway, continue. Memories of Halloween's past. Yeah. Sin for the win. So, AJ, you did good. With that particular question. The other two questions here are uh, sports related before we kind of get into the hockey over about yeah. like 25 minutes. Why, into is the show. Jessica, why is Jessica Chastain going to Martinsville? <laughs> so from Penn's fan, something happened NASCAR wise yesterday that I know Sin wouldn't be in, uh, informed of at all. Uh, oh. So driver Ross Chastain um, yesterday pulled off what is being dubbed the video game move at Martinsville. Now, Martinsville as a raceway is very much, you know, like, I mean, I guess it technically is an oval. Um, to describe the shape is, uh, it's 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 an interesting one. But basically, the idea was, last lap of this race, he was a couple of spots back. So what did he decide to do? He rode the wall. Oh, video game wise, just says, fuck it. I'm going to stick my car to the wall. (laughs) And he made up like six spots on the last turn and just around the loop and gained a bunch of spots. I actually think I saw that because I was at the gym and just for some reason on the TV was racing going on. Yeah. And I I, uh, I seem to recall. Was that what? What is that? What? What? Uh league of race i don't know Uh, is it nascar okay yeah yeah i think i may have seen that i was trying to think of some of the names up there but i i'm pretty sure i saw a dude riding on the wall yeah he literally quoted the fact that he used to do this in uh nascar 05 on gamecube but he literally just stuck his car against the wall and fucking floored it around this corner (laughs) that's amazing i sent it to you on our uh on our group chat on twitter but 
He like yeah. picks up speed too. He picks up tons of speed and just fucking goes. Yeah, he set it. the. I think he set the record for the fastest lap at this particular track <laughs> because he didn't take it traditionally. And one hundred percent, this will, they will end up making a rule against being able to do it in the future or some oh, shit like it. that. Or you're literally just gonna have everybody ride the wall all the way around the game <laughs> he goes so fast <laughs> yeah okay no this this is not what i saw i saw something else um but that's fucking amazing honestly it's the most i mean unless you're super into nascar which admittedly i'm not um this is the most like this was you know granted who gives a fuck about sports center nowadays but this was like their number one highlight of the night it's like when the fuck did la- did NASCAR last get like the top highlight on a Sports Center broadcast? You yeah, know? usually the stuff you see are horrible crashes. Yeah, exactly. So this was this was a good little moment for them towards the end of the uh, the NASCAR season. But yeah, literally like something out of a, a fucking movie. Like you know, this is how this is how Ricky Bobby would win the championship in Talladega Nights. The idea of like I'm just gonna fucking ride the wall, like. <clears throat> It was it was fantastic. Our last question uh, comes from Racing Jays, and today was the announcement of the new XFL teams. We have eight teams for the XFL in 2023. We have, and I want your judgment on these names. And here, I'll uh, send you something else on Twitter really quickly, so you can kind of see it for yourself. Yeah, please do, because I'm I'm getting the older ones. That way you can uh, take a look at logos and such if you need to. Uh, But let's quickly go team by team. First up, the Arlington Renegades, which is a continuation of what was in the XFL before COVID. Uh, Meh. Like, Renegades is an NFL Blitz team name. Like, that's like the most generic creative team name you can come up with, the Renegades. So I'd give them a meh. If you guys have any thoughts on a team in particular, let me know. There's the Washington D.C. Defenders. They were a thing, they, weren't they? They yes, were. Yeah. They were also a returning franchise. Yeah, I remember the Renegades and them, and then there's like the Seattle Dragons, the Vipers. Yeah. So there's the Houston Roughnecks with their uh, Houston Oilers esque logo. You have the Orlando Guardians, which um, I kind of like. They have like this. Seahawks-esque green as one of their primary colors. That's good, because here, of- <laughs> on Google, it says Orlando Guardians, but then it has a picture of Tampa Bay Vipers, so Google's a little confused. Yeah. There's, of course, because The Rock, the San Antonio Brahmas. Their logo's a bull, because he was the Brahma bull. You get it? Uh, the Seattle Sea Dragons... Not just the Seattle Dragons anymore. The Seattle Sea Dragons. Very important distinction. The St. Louis Battlehawks are back. And the Vegas Vipers. Boo! So Sin has a team to hate. The Vegas yeah, Vipers. Fuck Vegas. Everything Followed Vegas. on Twitter by only one mutual follow of mine, Mr. Danny Webster, friend of the show. <laughs> I hope Danny gets to cover them. That'd be cool. But... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I enjoyed that. How much of the XFL did either of you watch before the pandemic kind of took it away? Because I I was getting into it. It was fun. I was really getting into it. 
I watched a fair amount. Sorry to cut off Endo right there. Um, <clears throat> eh, he's used to it. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I watched a fair amount. I was really getting into it. Endo, how about you? None. No, fair. Um, I did watch I mean, a good like, amount to be of fair, it. Though. To be fair, they did. I didn't know where to fucking watch it. That's fair. Because that is yeah, fair. I didn't know anywhere to watch it at all. So that's not on me. That's on the providers not providing a way to watch it in Canada except for streaming it. I loved oh. the rules. I hope they bring back very similar rules because I loved mm-hmm. that. Like the two, the different conversions that you can make. Wasn't it like one, two, or three points? I want to say. Yeah. There's something weird. Like I, I loved it. The take on it was great. They really sped the game up. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good for football because in my opinion that shit can drag i know a lot of people it's weird they say it's a really fast game and call hockey slow and i my brain's wired completely different and i see it as mm. the complete opposite i'm not too sure how that line of thinking comes for them um but it must have something to do with like i don't know the the i don't know the rate of scoring the rate of changes of possession like more definitive like it might be like more definitive kind of possessions in football than there is in hockey um yeah i guess anyway yeah yeah, i mean i I love the xfl yeah i'm very excited for it to come back despite there not being like a a team geographically for me to to root for so already looking (laughs) at it i'm probably gonna probably gonna bandwagon st louis because of course they got fucked out of their nfl team so let's hope that their xfl team does well um But yeah, I remember like I went to a uh, main Mariners game and then afterwards, what the fuck did we go to like a Ruby Tuesday or something like that? Because it was the only thing that was open and there was XFL on the TV and we sat in that restaurant for well, restaurant, let's be honest, put that in air quotes. Uh, we sat there watching that game for a lot longer than we planned on being in there because it was just really fun to watch. Yeah. And then three weeks later, everything went to shit. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see the XFL back again. I think uh yeah. You know, you could sit there and talk about a lot of uh, different controversies with the NFL this season, and having an alternative is always nice. So, yeah, a welcome back to the XFL. A big thank you to those of you that sent in questions. Again, as always, the link to the Discord is in the description, whether or not you're watching or listening to the show. Get your questions in. Again, we do our shows every Monday and Thursday. Half an hour into this. If not a little bit more, let's get some uh, let's get some hockey talk in there, shall we? For our supposed hockey podcast, it's a hockey podcast that isn't about hockey. Let's be honest, especially when our five presumptive episode titles so far: Flavor Juice, Flatwater Pleb, which might be the winner. Uh, Endo be sucking. We got White H W Y T E. I am Big Vegan. Which one of those will win <laughs> or will somehow something top that? Stay tuned to find out. Uh, our first uh, point of discussion, though, hockey-wise today, Devin Dubnik announced his retirement after 12 seasons in the NHL. Doesn't seem possible that he was the 14th overall pick in 2004. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Rough draft. The OV, Malkin draft, Blake Wheeler. Yeah, he was 14th. Damn. Selected between uh, Drew Stafford and Alex Radulov. Um, worth noting, God, there were 33 goalies. Oh, right. Yeah, this was the that crazy draft. goaltender draft. 
Jesus. That first round, though, I mean, Al Montoya played 11 seasons, but ugh, 168 games. Whereas uh, Dubnik, 542 games. Corey Schneider, Thomas Grice, Anton Hadobin, Pecorine, uh, the star of, of that particular draft. But oh, yeah. for Devin Dubnik, you know, it looked like he was going to be the guy for the Oilers. Uh, his first bit of NHL action was in 2009, 2010, 19 games and 889 save percentage. Not great. But then the next year, 2010, 11, remember this was around the time that these Oilers teams were garbage. He had a 916 save percentage in 35 games, a 914 the next year, a 920 the next year. And in 2013, 14, 894 save percentage in 32 games. And they get rid of him. For whatever reason, they get rid of him. You know, I'm sure there are the listed reasons out there. Horrible decision in hindsight, although you could argue, you know, would the rest of his career kind of taken off like it would because he bounced around with Nashville, played two games there. It went terribly. Uh, he played eight games for Montreal's AHL affiliate at the time. The Hamilton Bulldogs didn't play well there. The next season, 14-15, goes to Arizona, 9-16 save percentage in 19 games. And then gets picked up by Minnesota. 936 in 39 games. Sticks with the Wild for five more seasons. Doesn't really fall off until that last year with the Wild. Sin will remember played 17 games with the Sharks. Yep. So it's just interesting that he had a pretty good sprint. You know, a pretty good, uh, yeah, pretty good sprint's a good way to sum it up in a stint as well. Uh, with the Oilers. Had one bad year. They got rid of him. Bounced around a bit, had some very good seasons with the Wild, one bad year, and this time he just couldn't kind of take it out of the, the nosedive to keep his career going. But a very solid career yeah. for Devin Dubnik. The Dubnik. Yeah. This is just, yeah, he, I think he's a solid goaltender. He wasn't elite, I don't think, by any means. I don't think anyone would try to suggest that. But, no. um, very you know, very good. And... I mean, 14th pick to use on him is pretty rough, but then again, hey, oh, you still, it was still a pretty good, pretty good player. But yeah, the hell. So such a, such a Canadian team thing to do is to get rid of someone after one bad year. Yeah. Um, looking at that particular 13 14 Oilers team. Is this before Yakupov? Uh, oh. So 13 14 would have been as Yakupov was there. Yeah, that's right. Um, because he was the starter before and after Yakupov got there. Uh, but that 13-14 team, you know, he was... I mean, the goaltending for the Oilers that season was a mess. They had six goalies start at least three games. Um, Keep in mind, 2013-14, Jason LaBarbera started seven games for them that year. Oh, my had God. Had an 870. <laughs> uh, then there was Dubnik, uh, who was fifth in terms of save percentage with an 894. Ilya Brzgalov started 20 games for them that year. I don't remember Ilya Brzgalov being an oiler at all. Either. Either. Seven games from Victor Foss, three games from Richard Bachman, and then 21 games of Ben Scrivens <laughs> at a 916. Uh, that Oilers team that season uh, did not make the playoffs. You'll be shocked to know. Won uh, 29 games that year. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Devin Dubnik was just kind of, I think, they're just like, well, we got Taylor Hall, we got Jordan Eberle, we got Nuge, we got Yakupov, we got to start winning. It's Dubnik's fault. That I mean, we got to change something. He's not playing well. 
keep in mind their uh their their defensemen that started the most games, Jeff Petrie, Justin Schultz, Andrew Ference, Nick Schultz, Anton Beloff, and Martin Marincin. Yeah. Boy, I wonder why the goaltending, why a 916 of Ben Scrivens looked like Vesna caliber behind a fucking defense like that. I wonder. Um yeah. yeah, Devin Dubnik. Uh 914 career save percentage. Really solid goalie, solid career. Won an all-star and won a Masterton. GG's to Devin Dude. Yeah. GG's. And to uh, you know, spice things up for Sin in our lovely, and maybe lovely Endo. segment <laughs> we call Bedard Watch. The update on Connor Bedard through 15 games with the Regina Pats. He has 13 goals, 16 assists for 29 points. Elite prospects projection. For 59 goals, 73 assists, and 132 points in 68 games. Oh, please. You. I don't ask for much, please. You need to find a way to trade Eric Carlson. As we'll talk about with these upcoming games. Because he is going to cost you Connor Bedard. Trade Reimer. It'll be fine. Trade them both. Uh, I mean, I don't see Carlson moving. Like, There's just no way it's no. going to happen. Reimer's gone, though. 100%. Um, as he should be and they should do it sooner rather than later in my opinion mm-hmm. the Leafs get there first fuck oh we'll talk about Toronto plenty even though Endo just has no desire to do so and who could blame him Yeah. Um, so our, our day by day then let's flash back to the night of our last podcast on Thursday um, not a ton to talk about in depth in a sense, but a lot of things that add up to what happened later on in the weekend. Uh, the Boston Bruins beat the Detroit Red Wings five to one in Brad Marchand's season debut. He had two goals in that particular game. LOL, LOL, We'll talk about the Bruins more in a couple minutes. Uh, the Minnesota wild have been kind of on the comeback trail. They beat Ottawa four two on Thursday. Uh, Zuccarello and Kaprizov each scored their fifth of the Ooh. season. Kaprizov got going. He did. That is that is the general theme. Um, despite the fact that the Minnesota Wilds depth chart, as of 23 minutes ago on Cap Friendly, lists their top line as Kaprizov and Zuccarello, centered by Frederick Goodrow. Hmm. Don't know if that's been a staple throughout the weekend, but uh, if so, good on those two because uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting option for sure. Frederick Goodrow, wasn't he on the Leafs for a minute? Uh, Who am I thinking of? Nashville, just Nashville and Pittsburgh. Yeah, he wasn't? You're thinking of Freddie Gauthier. Yeah, okay. That's right. right. God, where is Frederick Gauthier right now? Hold on. That is the perfect. Europe. (laughs) That that would be my guess. Freddie Gauthier. Yep. Europe. He's playing in Switzerland. There we go. There you go, Freddie. Uh, Montreal beat Buffalo 3-2 on Thursday. Caden Gooley scored his first NHL goal. Of course. And Jeff Skinner scored his first goal of the season. That is that one goal in, trash. in eight games with four assists for $9 million of Jeff Skinner. Ooh. Yeah. Not, like, uh... that's the problem with the Sabres is they, they do these horrible things. 
All right, well, no, they do these amazing, great things. Like the tra- the Jack Eichel trade. I'm not saying everything that led up to that was great. They got an amazing haul for Jack Eichel. Um, probably could have gotten a little bit more, but whatever. That being like, but then they also have shit like the Jeff Skinner contract, which completely hamstrings them and harms them. It's like it, it's a it's a it's a sandwich. They do something good, something fucking atrocious in the middle, and like something good and you can't you can't just eat the bread. You got to eat the whole burger and yeah, you got to eat the lettuce. You got to eat. The... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so they're, they're. The fact that they're still kind of good with that on their books is is pretty impressive. I mean, he at least just... what I mean, good on paper, like they're going to probably suck again because of the Sabres. But friendly reminder, he scored 33 goals last year. Skinner. Yeah. Yeah, thirty three goals, sure. sixty three points. Yeah, last okay, year. no, 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 yeah, yeah, I remember he that. Keeps, it was a point total that was low. Yeah, he keeps going through these like ebbs and flows of like, oh shit, maybe the deal's not bad. Oh no, yeah. And the problem is, he is on year four of an eight year extension with a full no movement clause at nine million dollars per. Yeah, it was just like such a huge risk, and I felt it was unnecessary. As did most. I think yeah, and <laughs> it sucks. It sucks because I, I do want to see the Sabers be better. Like they're yeah. kind of a team that at this point just you, you just feel bad for them. <laughs> like just please get better. Like they have so much cool, cool players, and like man, you did a great job replacing Eichel in the aggregate. Like you really got something good going uh, going for you with the players they picked up. Like a potential future captain uh, who should be the captain, Alex Tuck. Like. They yeah. are currently third in the division. That being said, However, the Atlantic kind of sucks right now. <laughs> like we, this is the opposite of what we thought the Atlantic was going to be. Yeah, because you have uh, Toronto at five hundred through ten games. Tampa's five four and zero. Florida's five three and one. Like yeah, the Atlantic. While it's not technically bad. There's really only been the one team so far that's been as strong as people thought an Atlantic team might be, and somehow that's been Boston. I don't understand it. Boston. Keep talking about that in a little bit. Uh, also on Thursday, the Oilers beat Chicago 6-5. to five <laughs> Good. Because Oilers? Yeah, because Oilers. God, McDavid. Uh, Fuck. Connor McDavid with a hat trick to put him on eight goals on the season at that point in time. I've watched more Oilers games full than Sharks games this year. I just want to point that out. Um, again, I, like I said, I'm making a commitment to not miss as much Connor McDavid hockey because he is our Gretzky. Um, there is a stat line that I'm going to tell you later on that is very, very Gretzky in regards to Connor I'm so McDavid. Excited. I'm excited. It's it's absolutely hilarious. I can't wait to uh, see your reaction to it. Uh, Dallas shut out Washington, Jason Robertson, third of the season, uh, and Jake Ottinger with a shutout. Want to mention Jake Ottinger, uh, for the sole purpose of next show will be our first, uh, let's make our, you know, awards predictions, you know, the beginning of the month, let's make our awards Mm. predictions at this start of the season so far. Um, Jake Ottinger through seven games has a 1.4 goals against average and a 952 save percentage. He's 
He's so good. What well, he's good, but I I I said it in in a Dallas system already. You have Pete DeBoer in his first year with a team. He's mm-hmm. gonna kill it. The team's gonna fucking kill it. And oh my god, Jake Ottinger. And it's it's yeah, he he and early Carter Hart absolutely carried my fucking fantasy team, but that all aside, I god damn is that kid good at hockey. God damn what a contract. Now, a bit of um, a bit of breaking news out of nowhere. It's not something mm. we can comment on too much. I sent this to the group ah. chat. Adidas Hockey on Twitter just teased an Anaheim Ducks or like the the Mighty Ducks from the movies style jersey, an hmm. Adidas X Disney collaboration, showcasing a Charlie Conway jersey. And what looks to also be a different, the the black, white, and blue, like Bombay style. Yeah, it was the Hawks. Yeah. Dude. Like (laughs) division, what was it? Division, whatever division they were, the Hawks. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, It's not worth winning if you can't win big. Yeah, I was going to say a bit of it looks like shoes, right? Yeah. Oh. But still, there is clearly a jersey, because if you pause it, it shows prime green and the Adidas badge with that uh, movie, you know, Disney movie style Ducks jersey. That is like, man, I I did well. Reverse retro, despite my temptation, I only bought the Bruins. Holy fuck, am I getting one of these? (laughs) Depending on the cost. Have fun trying to afford it, though. They're going to give it to like the prices are going to be so out of whack. And then, like, every fucking influencer is going to get, like, two of each. And just, like, yeah. We'll see if I'm a good enough influencer. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, wanted to bring that to your guys' attention because, holy shit, that looks awesome. Um, also, on Thursday, Canucks beat the Kraken 5-4. to Ilya Mikheyev scored his first two goals of the year. And the Canucks finally won a hockey game. Bruce Boudreaux's 600th win. They did it, guys. They did it. Bruce, yes, there it did. is. <laughs> Good for them. And they still Thank allowed God. four goals. God. Oh, yeah. They almost they almost blew a lead in that game, too. They they tried their damnedest to lose that fucking hockey. <laughs> yeah, Cucks are in trouble. Oh, God. But very, very happy for Bruce to have uh, to have gotten that win. And uh, it wouldn't be the only win of his that we'll get to talk about. Uh, and then the final game on Thursday, I wanted to mention again, because we're not going to mention everything. The Sharks beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3 to in overtime, featuring Logan Couture's third and fourth of the year, Timo Meyer's first, and Eric Carlson's fourth goal of the season for the overtime winner. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, first goal, Austin Matthews, what the fuck are you doing? Um, <laughs> wow, that was, I'm sorry, but holy crap, that man, like as much as we like to use that Ovechkin controller disconnected thing, Austin Matthews needs one after that, uh, gets beat by Logan Couture, who's really not all that fast. Um, he's mm. got some wheels. He, you know, works hard, plays hard, captain shit, uh, pfft, blows by Austin Matthews. What the hell? That can't happen. Austin Matthews is supposed to be developing this defensive game. It's gone back to nil. 
this season. Mitch Marner, same kind of deal. And I feel oh, like we'll I'm talk Endo about right Mitch now. Marner. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm Endo right now. I'm <laughs> talking about the Leafs as much as I am. Well, so I'll switch to the Sharks. Eric Carlson looks like the Eric Carlson we traded for. What a fucking year for it to happen. Um, <laughs> but it, I'm glad. I'm happy for the guy. Uh, he got booed, as we recall, on opening night for the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucked up. I still, I, I kind of understand it. I hate it. I hate that people do that. Um, pretty sure Couture did a little bit too, but nothing like Eric Carlson. Fans have been more than willing to hang the entire downfall of this franchise on Eric Carlson, and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So just ignore those people, honestly, because they obviously can't see, you know, this huge confluence of events, which led to the Sharks being where they are. Thing is, we are where they are. I still love games like this. You know, I, I I watch this team. I I understand if they have to lose. I prefer them to lose, but I can't help but love when they win, especially against a team like the Leafs. That being said, the Leafs have about zero effort right now. They're the opposite of that Herb Brooks quote. Like, they expect that they're going to win on talent alone, and they play down to their opponents, and it's led to them losing to Montreal, Arizona, and the Sharks. Up to that point. Yeah, and then that they lost to LA. And, oh, that yeah, road trip gets worse. <laughs> yeah, it we'll, does. Uh, I guess we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. This um I kind of have this run sheet set up to be the slow death of Leafs viewership or listenership. Uh, because it's just mm. having to relive yeah. traumatic event after traumatic event. <laughs> also, Timur Meyer gets his gets off a schneid against the Leafs. Bear Bonov gets on on the board against the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Why'd they trade him, by the way? I'm not mad. But I you remember he, he would play up in there. <laughs> Absolutely. He was playing up in the Maple Leafs top six. And, like, I feel like he's the kind of player he has been for the Sharks, too. Or sometimes they don't all go in. But he's always making stuff happen. He's always making an impact. And he's mm-hmm. always fast. And he did that for the Leafs, too, as I recall. Um, I think Endo mm-hmm. could probably agree with that is that Barabana was a dangerous fucking player he's making a lot less than Kerfoot Barabanov yeah uh he wanted more playing time and there wasn't enough in that top six role so they didn't want to put him around so they traded him away for like nothing basically uh I know who they traded him away for on April 12th 2021 for Auntie Swamala who oh yeah, <laughs> that the the Swamala experiment. Uh, experiment. Holy shit, I forgot about him. Who played zero games as a Leaf, seven games as a Marley, uh, at least that first season, then 48 games at the Marlies, and this season is playing in Sweden. So that that's one that didn't quite work out for yeah. Kyle Dubas. So that, just a bit. We'll talk more about the Sharks and the Leafs a little bit later on. Let's go into Friday. This is Leafs relevant. Golden Knights beat the Ducks 4-0 on Friday night. Logan Thompson shutout. God, the Knights have come up so strong, dude. Fuck. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. I wanted them to suck again, but they're so good. They're just so good. I wasn't going to mention last night's game either where Jack Eichel got the overtime winner. But yeah, they, they haven't looked that bad. Whatever. Sharks, sharks aren't going to be competing with them, so I'm, I'm fine. They could be as good as they fucking want. <laughs> By the way, point per game, Jack Eichel, 10 and 10. The goaltending for Vegas is fucking hilarious. Now, at one point, by the way, 
uh, earlier on this weekend, the Bruins, Stars, and Golden Knights were the top three teams in the NHL. What's the what's the you know pairing there? Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy goes to Vegas. Vegas coach Peter DeBoer goes to Dallas. Dallas coach Jim Montgomery went to Boston. The Golden Knights, under Bruce Cassidy, the goaltending at this stage. Logan Thompson, six games, 169 goals against average, 943 save percentage. Pretty gross. He's up for Calder this year, by the way. Aiden Hill. Mm. Four games, 172 GAA, 940 save percentage, 4 and 0. That's bullshit. Small <laughs> sample size, but for a team that was supposed to be fucked goaltending wise because Leonard's not there, fucking LOL. Remind um, me what we got for Hill. <laughs> sure you want me to? Yes! Okay. Uh, Stab the Aiden me. Hill, Third the Aiden fourth? Hill trade. God. On August 29th of this year, Vegas acquires Aiden Hill in exchange for a 2024 fourth round pick from San Jose. Ah! Fuck! You help your rival. You give them yep. a goaltender who is going to be a 1B and you get a fourth. Congrats. Now you'll be happy to know. 15 year old. Congrats. What was that? <laughs> You traded for a 15-year-old. You don't even know his fucking name yet. <laughs> yeah. You'll be happy to know, though, that this allows the Sharks to actually have a fourth-round pick in that draft because they traded theirs um, for the signing rights to Lane oh, Peterson. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Lane Peterson, who... Uh, do you know who Lane Peterson currently plays for? I don't fucking care. Because it's not San Jose. Oh, I know that. Yeah, he was a, he was a short-lived thing. Uh, he uh, was with the Carolina organization and is now with the Canucks organization. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, yeah, everything's coming up Millhouse for your two teams in regards to these minor trades. Speaking of coming up Millhouse, on Friday, the Boston Bruins beat the Columbus Blue Jackets four to fucking nothing. David Posternock scored his seventh of the year. I wince every time. <laughs> I'm, dude, like, Okay, David Posternock point total. You ready for this? It's remember it's how I sick. mentioned how Jack Eichel has ten and ten. He's gonna have like, a oh, six, that's pretty good point Sixteen per game. and nine, right? Doesn't Seventeen it? and nine. Oh, <laughs> and they didn't fucking pay him. He's the NHL's version of Aaron Judge. <laughs> oh my god! Just oh, Boston. No, Don, 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 Don. Like, no matter how expensive you thought he was going to be, it's more. he's that much more expensive already. The only person outscoring David Posternock this season is Connor fucking McDavid. Yeah. That's it. By one, one point. point. I fucking hate it here, dude. Hate it here. They should have, like, what would he have cost, do you think, this offseason? You know, David Posnarok's making, by the way, six point seven million yeah, this year. Steel. What was he gonna cost? Ten? Eleven? Honestly, I would have said like around the ten mark. Like nine. If it was nine ten, it's now ten eleven, if not a little bit more, right? Hundred percent. Like, I mean Fuck. Yeah, I would say like somewhere between nine ten is like comfortable ish for him. 
but at the same time, it's a lot of money, but he is kind of, you know, more ahead of some of those other younger guys getting signed. Because he, what, 25 <sighs> now? Uh, 26. 26, yeah. <laughs> right in his prime. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be a lot more expensive. Like, I mean, a lot more. And if if he if he realizes he's going to make even more on the open market, because he Which will, he would. that's how it works. He's a UFA. Yeah. So if if it if, you know if eight to nine was pretty generous before nine ten, let's say that was the baseline. Um, it's now ten eleven, and eleven twelve plus open market with yep. how he's playing. Yep, yep, yep. What the hell? I don't understand why Don Sweeney didn't sign. What didn't pour all of his resources into trying to keep him around? It didn't make sense to me. He's such a good player. Like I don't care if he's asking for eight or nine. Pay him the eight or nine because he's not had like a horrible year. Really, he's he he's been this incredibly good contract for his production, far exceeded it last season, and is just doing it again. He has not been under a point per game. Since 1718, when he had 80 points in 82 games. It's a fucking McKinnon deal, is what he was on. Yeah, career, 521 points in 519 games. He is a career point-per-game player. How the fuck do you not pay him? That's I am, nuts. Like, it's early, right? But the Bruins at 8-1-0 are statistically off to their best season, the best start of a season in franchise history. This is the best start a Bruins team has ever had. Only had Brad Marchand for one game because he didn't play against Columbus because they didn't want to play him on back-to-backs to not rush him back. Smart fucking management, by the way. I appreciate that, Jim Montgomery. But you've done it basically without Marchand. You've done it without McAvoy. Word is he might be back sooner than expected as well. This is a team that is 98 years old. And this is the best start they've ever had. They're so much better than I expected them to be. As we said in our season previews on the show, I'm like, oh, fuck, how bad is this going to be? They've been amazing. They are the league's best team so far. Unfortunately, there's this looming shadow overhead of like, well, fuck, you better deliver this year because what if Pasta walks? And you could have avoided that situation by just fucking paying him. Because there is that fear now, all season long, until something happens, of Bergeron's 37, Krejci already out with injury, and uh, he's going to miss their next game. But, I mean, Krejci has eight points in eight games. He's been fucking unreal at 36 years old. It's just that idea Not of, like, Not playing wanting... in the league last year, too. That's so that's so disgusting. It's just like, I'm going to go play and check. All right, I'm back. I'm going to just be point per game casually after not experiencing NHL hockey. God. Everything is lined up for them this season to actually do it, to make that one final run. But what happens if you fall short? Because only one team can win a cup every year. Like, man, if you fall short and it's like, okay, you know, they fell short. But hey, at least, you know, McAvoy is still here. Posternock's still here. They're going to be okay moving forward. You lose David Posternock, and all of a sudden, things are looking kind of shaky. So that's, it's just a little bit scary right now. But, I mean, the team has been fucking outstanding. Linus Allmark, you know, got the shutout against the Jackets. He's 6-0 and with a 945 <laughs> save percentage. 
some good goaltending early on in this season. Yeah, Swayman's numbers are a bit rough because he had one game where he stepped in and was fucking abysmal. Uh, but he got the previous one that I talked about on the Thursday for the Bruins. Um, and in general, yeah, goaltending around the league has been, it's either you're fucking on fire right now or you're ice cold. There doesn't seem to be too much in between yeah. in a, a general stance. Um, and the Bruins also made a trade in the middle of Thursday's game uh, where I kind of mentioned like, hey, I thought, you know, he might be the guy to go. Uh, and it's true. Uh, the Bruins traded Jack Studnicka to the Vancouver Canucks for goaltender Michael DiPietro. And Jonathan Myrenberg, who was, I believe, the Canucks' sixth-round pick this year. Uh, bottom line is, Stud's just another one of those guys that the Bruins have had where it's just, okay, you are you just can't quite crack that top six. And no shit yeah. you can't when guys like Bergeron, Marshan, and Posternock, Taylor Hall, like, there you go. There's four of the six spots. Jake DeBrusque, now that Bruce Cassidy's gone, there's five of the six spots. You got no space, and that's a highly skilled player that needs to be playing a skilled role and not a random depth role. And, you know, that has just been the story of so many Bruins draft picks over the yeah. years. Um, You know, someone like Ryan Spooner, where it's like, yep, this isn't going to work. Um, 2011 draft pick prospect Alex Kokolchev just realized, fuck it, I'm never getting the chance. I'm going back to Russia. Seth Green. Uh, or wait. Seth Griffith. Thank you. Yeah, Seth Griffith. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to name next. Good good call. Um, Peter Solarik, Ryan Donato, Anders <laughs> Bjork, who they traded. Granted, he's not really more of the, the skilled type of player, but who they traded the Buffalo for. Taylor Hall, Zach Seneshin, Jakob uh, Forsbacher Carlson. Um, okay, okay, baby. Um, one thing <laughs> that I want to point out, though, is that the Bruins aren't afraid aren't afraid to deal those guys? It's true, and I and sometimes it's come back to bite them, Sagan. Uh, other times, it, it it just makes them look good and decisive. They're an eight and one team, and they're just going to deal this guy. If this was Toronto eight and one, stood Nicka on that Toronto squad. I hate to bring this back to them, but they are kind of the big talking point in the NHL right now. Yeah. They don't make that move. Because they're like, ah, oh, well, he's useful. He's good at this. You know, yeah, maybe we don't need our third line to be this tough and shut down thing. That's what the Bruins have as a true identity. And the Bruins mm -hmm. continue to fucking just thrust into that identity, double, triple down on it. And they're like, Studnicka, okay. Exactly. This is this is a Studnicka, probably a very, very solid middle six score. We don't need that. Bye immediately we're eight and one we're not even going to scratch you we're not going to do this or that it's just they just cut ties and that's that's pretty i don't know that's just some there's some moments there where it's like good managerial instincts but then there's also I, the moments of not signing poster knock yeah so but i, like I wish move. yeah i wish jack the best you know a fresh bit of scenery is good for him for the bruins <clears throat> I mean, Myronberg was a sixth round pick. And then DiPietro, I mean, he's behind Allmark and Swayman, at least. He also has to deal with Kyle Kaiser. Um, Keith Kincaid's in the system. So wow. you can't even say for sure that DiPietro is the third goalie. He might be the fourth. Honestly, you? maybe the fifth, because Kyle Kaiser is the Providence Bruins starter. 
and he has a 941 save percentage in his first four games with the baby so bees this is year. Is Kincaid in the A backing up Kaiser or is he in the Yes. E? Okay. Uh he and so Providence Bruins goaltending in the AHL. Kaiser, four games, 941 save percentage. Kincaid, four games, 922. <laughs> where the where the poor D Pietro wanted to get out of Vancouver to get a chance. This was the worst fucking team to come to. Hate to tell yeah, you. It really was. <laughs> they, they yeah they the vancouver rushed him along he got lit up by the sharks and hasn't been the same since mm-hmm. that's exactly <laughs> what happened <laughs> Jeez, yeah poor guy i don't know uh also on friday devils beat the avalanche one nothing uh, worth talking about we'll talk about the devils a little bit later on but it was a shutout for uh vitek vanacek who we uh will mention a little bit more later on uh, the Islanders beat the Hurricanes better than Caulfield. Oliver Wallstrom. Let's go. <laughs> Fourth, baby. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Brock Nelson woke up his first two as uh, the season goes on. And Brent Burns scored his first as a as a Hurricane. Islanders are kind of waking up a little bit, which is good nice to see. They have too good of a team, I feel like, to just be mid. Mm-hmm. The Canucks won another game. This time over the GM of the year. Sorry. (laughs) It's true. Back to back. Wasn't it GM of the year? Oh, fuck. Not to be ageist, but Jesus Christ. Uh, How is he still around? In a working sense, not in a general sense. Uh, Happy Halloween. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The Crypt Keeper as your GM. Um, (laughs) Tales of the Crypt motherfuckers just sitting there with his. <laughs> making trades. Ah, thank Hello. you for getting the reference. Appreciate you. Uh, the Canucks won back-to-back games. They beat the Pens five-one. Uh, Bo Horvat fifth and sixth. J.T. Miller fifth of the year, but trade him. Uh, the Canucks also acquired Ethan Bear and the previously. When's the last time Lane Peterson was mentioned twice on a podcast? Uh, Ethan Bear and Lane Peterson from Carolina for a 2023 fifth rounder with the Hurricanes retaining salary. On Ethan Bear, no less. What? Uh-huh. That's incredible for the Canucks. What the fuck? Yeah, so for the Canes, this was a matter of Bear wasn't cracking it. I do believe there was an injury concern, and people, I saw Hurricanes fans saying that he just wasn't quite the same, you know, and they weren't as optimistic about him as they would have been when he originally uh, joined the team in the Warren Fogel trade with the Oilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, eighteen point two percent retained. So they have Ethan Bear on one point eight million with the Canucks. You know, which the Canucks desperately needed. They have a lot of injuries defensively. Uh, again, another instance of a good change of scenery could work out very well for Bear. Unfortunately for him, it was announced today that Quinn Hughes is back for the Canucks as well. So they have some issues to sort out in terms of who actually gets playing time on that team while you are still dealing with injuries to Travis Dermott and Tucker Pullman, Riley Stillman, as well as also coming back from injury soon. So the Canucks have a lot of pieces in play there as they try to figure out just what the hell they're going to be this season. Yeah. Final game on Friday to mention jets beat the coyotes. The first ever game at Arizona state's mullet arena, which for those of you that watched on the ESPN broadcast, I like the guy, but John Butchergrass, Jesus Christ on commentary every five seconds. We're here at Mullet Arena. It's Mullet Arena. Hey, did you know it's Mullet Arena? Like, we get it. The name's fun. Holy fuck, John. Settle down. Uh, two goals for Christian Fisher in the game, but the Jets do win. Honestly, I liked it. I liked it. 
there will be like there's that strong divide of nope it's embarrassing for the league or nope it's cool i am solely on the side of it's cool and like i've said if it comes down to you know eventually they get the new arena in tempe and it still doesn't work and they're still not a flourishing fan you know a, a flourishing franchise i will be the first person in line to admit that i was wrong and that the team should be moved to houston quebec wherever for now though this was damn cool this was damn cool and uh friend of the show pete blackburn who was uh working working the gig for bally sports he uh has a video there kind of um on, on his twitter just kind of going around uh the arena on the the day of i thought it was awesome i don't know if you guys saw anything from the game but mullet arena gets a big thumbs up from me yeah it did not but uh I mean, I saw a couple clips here and there, but nothing like I didn't watch the game or anything like that. But yeah, it's fine. It's, I don't know. I don't. But people like to freak out about shit. People like to just hate on shit. <laughs> Let's be real. True. So, uh, whatever. If I'm, I'm with you. If like, yeah, if they can't figure out the goddamn arena deal, then like, fuck them. At that point, like they, we, they've had so many chances. Like, but if they can figure it out, like, goddamn, do it. Like, and I think, hopefully, they do. Because, uh, yeah. yeah, I like Arizona. I do hope it works out. Uh, God, Saturday then. Got a couple more uh, things to recap here. It's going to get worse for Leafs fans. Hate to tell you. Yay. Uh, um, Already mentioned Jake Ottinger. I was going to bring up the fact that the Rangers beat the Stars 6-3. Jason Robertson scored again. Uh, But, yeah, Ottinger has been phenomenal. And, again, we'll do our awards predictions next episode. Uh, The Panthers beat the Sens 5-3 in the Kachuk Bowl. Very surprising. Sasha Barkov scored his first of the year in this game. But how many assists? But how many assists? That's where we go to. One goal, seven assists, eight points in nine games. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Carter Hagee's third and fourth. Matthew Kachuk's fifth for the Panthers. While the Sens saw fucking this combination of Shane Pinto and Brady Kachuk each scored their sixth of the season in this particular game. Pretty good. God, we can't even get a pinto bean from Endo. <laughs> no pinto, pinto bean. bean. Fuck. Sorry, I'm just. I'm out of it. Not hundred percent. I'm just this episode. Yeah. I'm, I apologize. It's all good. It happens. We'll try to. We'll try to cheer you up with more. I mean, hey, you had your contributions with white as a potential episode title earlier on. I mean, don't don't count yourself out. Fair enough. Uh, the Lightning beat the Sharks 4-3 to on Saturday, but Eric Carlson scored his fifth and sixth goals of Let's the go. season. EK 6-5, baby, worth it. Dude, he's a point per game right now, 11-11. and You're goddamn right. Yeah, he's doing fantastic. He is a blast to watch. He's... I, I think he's finally adjusted to having to have to play a new style. Mm. Uh, it took him a few years to realize he can't do the same things he can do on his, you know, uh, just biomechanically on his ankle and he's figuring it out. His straight line speed is still there. You know, thinking back to that OT goal against the Leafs just blew, blows by the entire team. Yeah. He's looking really good. And uh, you know, we got what I love to see when I'm tanking in franchise mode, we score three goals and lose. <laughs> <laughs> Stats look good, but the team's still terrible. Absolutely. Keep, keep, keep those players growing, baby. <laughs> uh, the Leafs lost to the Kings 4-2. to two. Yeah. Lol. Kempe and Velarde both still scored again. 
who are that kind of like dynamic duo for the Kings so far this year. We'll talk more about the Leafs after Sunday's game because woof. Uh, Habs beat the Blues seven to four. Suzuki's fourth, Caulfield sixth and seventh. Christian Dvorak hat trick for his first three goals on the year. I'm sure it's a typo, but I love how the L is capitalizing Blues right there. Yeah, it's a typo, but it is it is fitting. <laughs> it is fitting. Uh, Kyra scored a second and third for the Blues. Blues fans already panicking after starting the season three and zero and kind of struggling since. I mean, bomb the hell down, people. Ten games in, not even Blues. I think still played the least amount of games in the league this year. Canes beat the Flyers four to three in overtime. Brent Burns second as a Kane, but it was confirmed for the Flyers. Sean Couturier out three to four months after back surgery hasn't Oof. played yet this year, and James Van Riemsdyk is going to miss six weeks with a broken finger. The man who was kept on Philadelphia, meaning they did not have the cap space for Johnny Goodrow. Chuck Fletcher, everybody. Yeah. Chuck fucking Fletcher. <laughs> Yet the Flyers uh, still have a winning point. record this season. Point. Yeah, still a, still a torts team. 5-2-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 points in eight games so far this year. Third place in the Metro so far for Philadelphia because John Tortorella. Again, though, we as we talked about, there was ever a John Tortorella team. Yeah, it would be one where Scott Lawton's your second line center, <laughs> and you have guys like Zach McEwen and Nick Delorier and Rasmus Ristolainen in the lineup. Like, uh, just Zach McEwen and Delorier on a line together is fucking brilliant. I don't even know if they are playing together, but I got that's a fantastic uh, line. Ooh, so oh, okay, so here we go. Philadelphia's lines: uh, Farabee, Hayes, Konechny. Not bad. Kevin Hayes leads the team with 10 points in eight games. Fun fact. Nine assists. Uh, Noah Cates, Scott Lawton, Owen Tippett. <laughs> Kiefer Bellows, who they just picked up on waivers from the Islanders. Morgan Frost and Zach McEwen. Oh, Delorier man. with Lucas Sedlak and Wade Allison. What? <laughs> That's a real who's that of hockey, isn't it? <laughs> McEwen on the third line is already your, your your hint that this team has no depth. Like, holy shit. I love me some Zach McEwen, but I love him as a fourth liner. Because that's what he is. Uh, I don't know if this was right. Cam, Atkin- well, Cam Atkinson coming back from injury. He hasn't played yet this season. Oh, that's right. Or has Couturier. I always forget yeah. that he's there because Voracek's in Columbus. The master of the assist, Jake Voracek. Yeah. Um... Just randomly wanted to mention the Red Wings beat the Wild 2-1. Lucas Raymond finally got his first two of the year. Slow start in that regard. Kaprizov scored a sixth because it's Kaprizov and he's awesome. Washington beat Nashville 3-0. Darcy Kemper with a shutout. So there you go. He's worth the money. He got a shutout. (laughs) Stanley Cup champion Darcy Kemper, who... uh, Mm -hmm. Actually, Washington again. Good goaltending. 919 from Kemper in seven games. 925 from Lindgren in two games. Hilarious. Uh, but announced that they are going to be missing TJ Oshie indefinitely with a lower body injury. That's that's unfortunate for them. Yeah, they're going to be one of those teams where injuries may be an issue. Uh, they're simply at that stage with their roster and that those ages. She's just old. She's just look at her. She's just, just old. She's just old. <laughs> you can't you can't kick her out. She's just too old. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> we love you caps fans uh 
Kraken beat the Pens 3-1. Jordan Eberle's first of the year. Jaden Schwartz is fifth. Jake Gensel scored his fourth of the year. But uh, the Penguins, Western road trip. Losses to Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, and Seattle. You know, I had Pens fans Gauntlet. being like, lol, Pens. I'm like, why lol, Pens? How bad is it? And then all of a sudden I looked and I'm like, oh. Oh, yeah, I can un- I can understand some some concerns. Penguins mm-hmm. are going to be fine. Don't worry about it. We're ready for that McDavid number. Final game from Saturday. Then we got a couple quick ones on Sunday to wrap this show up. The Oilers beat the Flames 3-2 in the Battle of Alberta. Zach Hyman scored his fifth and sixth. McDavid scored his ninth. Highlight of this game. Uh, this was the game where Jonathan Huberto left the Flames bench in the first period. Afterwards, head coach Daryl Sutter was asked about why Huberto left the bench in the first. And he said, quote, I think he had to go take a shit. <laughs> we Darryl talked Sutter. about this. Like, oh, God, I love him so much. Never change. He's the best. It's like funny as hell. Like it's just it's so disarming that like people don't even want, care about what the actual reason is. Like they they're like, all right, cool. You're not gonna tell us, or maybe he did have to take a shit, or but it's it's just so good. Sixty four year old man looks. I mean, his like his face. He like looks he just a bit has older the face of. But I mean, he just yeah. has the face of someone who's just like ah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then he has the credentials to not have to give a fuck. That's yeah. a multiple time Stanley Cup champion. Oh, yeah, he had to go take he shit. just took like hella years off from coaching too. Like he's just like fuck yeah, it, and then did. someone's like, he's like, all right, yeah, I guess I'll come back. And there's some immediately fixes his, this Calgary team. Was tending to his farm, just chilling out. Honestly, they had like a they had like a mini documentary over the past like off season about like about how his farm is and everything, and he's just chilling. Like, yeah, you know, like when I'm not on the off season, I'm just kind of chilling by my farm, just kind of managing <laughs> the crops tending the horses all that stuff i'm like what a fucking like that is an albertan man right there the fucking pride of viking alberta for fuck's sake at least that's where he was born yeah yeah and just very very present human being i like that so that Connor mcdavid stat you called him the gretzky of our era the 2015 nhl draft also known as the Bruins draft forever and ever. Amen. Because of course that was the McEichel draft. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid goes number one to Edmonton. Buffalo's pissed. They have to settle for Jack Eichel in that draft. The highest point total is Connor McDavid with 715. In 496 games. Connor McDavid very soon is going to hit 500 career games played, by the way. He would have if he didn't get injured in his rookie year. He'd have it already. So he's on 715 points. Mitch Marner is second in scoring in this draft class with 464 points. Jesus. Connor McDavid has 467 assists. (laughs) He has three more assists than Marner has points. Oh my god. Oh, that's so a Gretzky stat. It is. That is. This reminds me. This is an obscure reference. This reminds me of um it was a it was a very notable OG Kevin Bacon stream where you have young Gren and one Bob Jones in a chat together. And oh, why Gren we, is oh, okay. is roasting Bob Jones because he's yeah, he's roasting Bob Jones. Because he's talking about how he um how he pumps gas for a living. 
and he seems to like, you pump gas, you pump gas. I make more money playing chill than you do pumping gas. You pump gas. Classic. You get assists. You get points. I get more assists than you get points. <laughs> it just goes. That is a classic clip. There are, in terms of point totals. Uh, my God, Connor McDavid, Jesus Christ. So in terms of scoring, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Connor McDavid has more goals than all but nine players from this draft class have points. Like it's ridiculous. He has, I mean, like granted defender, but like Zach Wierenski has 241 points. Connor McDavid has 248 goals. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I know it's just hammering home the same point, but Jesus Christ. We have to, because we cannot let this become normalized. I'm a firm, firm, firm believer. We have to keep saying how extraordinary this is. I don't care if people get pissed off at it. Sports, you know, like people are really going to get pissed off by everyone talking about the greatest player of multiple generations. Like, come mm. on. Like, no. Like, again, we can't let it become normalized. They still talk about the Leafs more on Sportsnet, okay? So, like. Leafsnet. Yeah. There we go. I had to do it. Uh. So three games from Sunday to talk about. First and foremost, the Devils beat the Blue Jackets 7-1. This comes from CJ Tuturo on Twitter. Devils fans were chanting Fire Lindy in the home opener of the season. Since then, the Devils are 6-1-0, the best in the NHL, with a 67 goals for percentage best in the NHL, and uh, the uh, 67 expected goals for percentage, which is the best in the NHL. So basically... Uh, the fans woke them up. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Fire Dubas. You'll hear those chants very soon. Fire Keith, Fire Marner, Fire Matthews. We'll hear those at Scotiabank Arena. God, well, we won't very, hear very them soon. at Scotiabank Arena because the tickets are too expensive. We'll hear them on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> point. Part of me You'll wants hear it to outside ask, the um, I was going to say, part of me wants to ask um, one Danny Webster because now he travels with the teams and everything. Be like, Hey, can you sneak me in with your press pass? Like, real quick? Just come on. <laughs> sneak me in, please. I can't afford this game otherwise. Help. Oh, no. They actually <laughs> charge the press, too. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. And they give them, like, fucking popcorn in the sweets. You know, just, you know. We'll give you free popcorn, at least. Yeah. <laughs> you paid for My it. My man Endo always <laughs> thinking about popcorn. Speaking always. of hey, listen. Here's, here's, here's my empty popcorn, popcorn dish. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I have mine. My... It's all right, dude. I'm firmly on board with the on the popcorn train. That's my number one mm-hmm. snack right now because I love snacking and I can't keep eating full bags of hot Cheetos. <sighs> God. Uh, so final uh, two games to talk about here. Wild beat Chicago four to three in a shootout. So again, the Wild have done a little bit better. Boldy's fourth and fifth of the year. Uh, worth noting for Chicago, Seth Jones out three to four weeks with the right thumb injury. Uh, That's a positive. There you go. You guys, you guys got better. Congratulations. Yeah. You are. Now maybe you won't abandon the zone on your own power play and actually cause me to agree with Patrick Kane. God, don't make me agree with Patrick Kane on anything. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that picture of that bald guy? <laughs> the worst person, you worst know person, me. you know, <laughs> makes a great point. Yeah. I just want that one. Kane's like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> like he's, he's so right. I'm looking at that. I'm like, Man, what the fuck is he thinking? And then he turns it over, too. He just keeps backing up, and then he turns it over. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Wow. 
So, biggest game of the weekend, Ducks Hold and on. Leafs. Before you go any further, we'll you forgot you one more talk. You forgot one more talking point. You forgot one more talking point in regards to the Wild versus Hawks game. It yeah. is the that was also the 62nd shootout win for Marc Andre Fleury, which passes him past Hendrik Lundqvist for most shootout wins of all time as a goalie. Hey, I totally missed that. Flat out. Oh, yeah, good job, Endo. Holy what are you contributing? It's see, yeah. you're not asleep at the wheel over there. No, not at all. Killing it. You know, <laughs> Jacques Plant would have had so many more shootout wins if they had to. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Jacques Plant, give him respect. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, All right. Endo, you bided yourself enough time. Really quickly, Ducks and Leafs. Ducks win 4 3 in overtime. <laughs> you just turn off your mic. Trevor Zegris. Trevor Zegris, fifth and sixth of the year. The man who Austin Matthews calls daddy. Boy, that, that disgruntled some Leafs fans on Twitter. I was very proud of that tweet. And, uh, ooh, that. Well, we're talking about ducks that ruffled some feathers. I got, I got, I gotta, fi- I gotta find the tweet now. What the fuck? That's amazing. See, that's what that's the one thing I miss about Twitter. I'm not in. I, I don't get to see all the drama that yeah. you cause, like, because <laughs> <laughs> I love to just hop in there and argue for you with randos and then leave for another two weeks. Mm. <laughs> so, from the ducks' perspective, they win this game, second win of the season, if I'm not mistaken as kind of sad as that is um you know the unfortunate news coming out of this is it confirmed today that jamie drysdale is going to be out for four to six months with a torn labrum left shoulder um so we had a question from rg dust now that we got the news about drysdale being out is it safe to say the ducks are potentially stalling his development especially since they decided to throw him to the wolves in a COVID shortened season um you know, the injury is just highly unfortunate. You can never really plan, obviously, for injuries and whether or not that's going to happen. You can definitely debate whether or not they rushed a young defenseman into too high of a role early on. You know, from an analytical perspective, it is not a very pretty picture for someone who has been 19, 20 years old during his NHL tenure at this stage. So, you know, I think... You don't have to chalk it up to like, oh, now because of the injury. In a general state, you know, in a general statement, yeah, the Ducks risked Jamie Drysdale's development by rushing him to the league. Doesn't mean that he won't still pan out. And with this injury now, we obviously hope that, hey, someone who has that potential to be a really promising young star on the blue line hasn't had his, you know, natural progression stunted. It could happen, though. Uh, This is a brutal blow for the Ducks, though. Um, You know, they were very much one of those teams that we talked about, that everyone talked about. It's like, yeah, they should be pushing towards a playoff spot this year. And instead, they are dead last in the Western Conference through nine games played for them. Assholes. Supposed to be our position. You lose Jamie Drysdale. Now it's almost a sense of like, well, shit, maybe it won't be the worst thing in the world to be bad. Yeah. And if that's the approach you take, do you alter the direction that you might be looking at with this team? You know, the John Gibson rumors have never gone away. You have some bits and pieces. I mean, John Klingberg as a rental this year certainly seems more likely after signing that one-year deal. So I'm very intrigued to see what they do uh, in Anaheim. Just it's been the 
worst case scenario for them starting this year in a couple of different yeah. ways. Yeah. Um, I really don't want to see Bedard and Zegers together. Jeez. Like, can they please start fucking winning? Mm. Ugh. I, I just want one nice thing and, and to have less nice things in my fucking division. God damn it. Do I have to play against Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard? No. You might have one. to. No. <laughs> I want <laughs> one. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. Austin Matthews is going to come, you know, come home to the Bay Area where he was born for those like couple months that he lived here. <laughs> and we'll have Austin Matthews, Connor Bedard, and Connor McDavid in the same fucking division. Yeah. Well, fuck yourselves, Canada, and your <laughs> Sportsnet going to become Baynet. Baywatch. Bay- <laughs> that's what we're, yeah, that's what we'll call the Connor Bedard. If the Ducks are that bad. It won't be like, oh, fucking uh, be bad for Bedard. No, it'll be Baywatch. We're putting that out on Twitter right now. I'll put an addendum in the fucking podcast and edit it and be like, hey, yeah, uh, audio cut out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Because it just cut out randomly. I'll yeah, there it. it is. So welcome back, everybody. There you go. There's your addendum. We're good to go. Uh, everybody remember hashtag Baywatch, B-A-E, watch, as Sin has coined it, for our Connor Bedard watch, the showdown between the San Jose Sharks. And the Anaheim Ducks for who will secure Connor Bedard. The actual answer, New Jersey, randomly. The Devils again. Because why not? I would hate it. That said, we talked about the Ducks' perspective of that game on Sunday night. Let's talk about the Leafs. I suppose we have to. Um, Was wondering if there would be any particular news in regards to any potential changes with the Leafs after this game. By the time we recorded the show, the answer is no. Nothing has happened. Nothing has changed as of yet after a, frankly, embarrassing road trip for the Leafs. And they are right where they were and still are and have been and continue to be. Where it's very clear that that team doesn't have it in its current form. That changes need to be made. As we mentioned last show, it's Kyle Dubas's contract year. However, while it's not his fault, coaches are more likely to go. So everyone's just kind of waiting for them to be like, yep, they fired Sheldon Keefe. And that was a mistake. When in reality, let's be honest, a trade or two or seven is probably needed to figure out the issue with this team. I'm not a Leafs fan. So I can only imagine how exhausted Endo is of this conversation as I'm exhausted of this conversation because nothing is changing with this team. It's just the same thing over and over about how they don't start on time. Whereas the effort level in this Ducks game in particular, Mitch Marner walked down the tunnel and threw a tantrum essentially and was then put back out onto the ice in the overtime. Came back and was allowed to play. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What happened to that whole like stay the course of the Leafs mentality from like the man? We always wanted to stay the course no matter what. Like you finally discipline one of these fucking kids and then <laughs> you're like, all right, fine. I guess I need you. You just goddamn like I'm sorry. Like I, I want to love Mitch Marner so much, so much because he has the potential to be this absolute water bug of a player. Sick offensive skills to set. But unfortunately, he was raised by a shitty fucking father. And correct. And that poor kid had no chance. And he's got a shit attitude. 
and really is never never really been told no that much and like has been told like if he was it was always i don't know man like i think he's trying to discover his own identity here and good god is he struggling but uh i'm trying not to get too deep on this at the same time it's just you can't i don't know i can't keep like giving him the benefit of the doubt like he does these good things looks good but then it just has these moments like that where it's just like wow and again you have a coach who like decides to discipline him and then like completely backtracks on that in overtime Mm -hmm. it's weird that that organization is kind of a mess i think keith's honestly completely lost at this point and again it's not his fault (laughs) and he's probably going to be one of the ones to go but like think about lease even before babcock got there who was the guy i forget his name now hard no, no, no. Maurice, was... Randy Carlisle, and some other fucking. There was someone in between nobody. Carlisle right. and. What uh, the fuck was his name? Babcock. It, it starts right with now. like Hold an on. H or something like that, doesn't it? Peter Horacek. Yeah, Horacek. Oh, shit. It's been the thing since that. Babcock's going to fix it. Fucking. All right. Fuck Babcock. Abusive. All right. Hurt Marner's feelings. Uh, Get rid of Babcock. All right. Bring in Keith. Oh, they do okay at front. Oh, no. He can't handle it. Can't handle it. So and we're a new new coach. Is that is that the plan? Maple Leafs gonna bring in yet another new coach when this team has been doing the same things. This group, honestly, it's not even the team. You can't even say curse. Like Morgan Riley, Austin Matthews, Marner. They've all been there for long enough now, like five plus years, all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Horacek was brought in during the 14-15 season when the Leafs were absolutely dog shit and they were tanking. So I don't yeah, blame Horacek went- for doing that. No, they I'm not blaming eight, him. I'm just saying, like, under Horacek. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming him. I, I'm not blaming any of those coaches. Actually, I'm actually saying that why is it the same fucking story with this team under all those different coaches? I'm not. I'm not blaming the coaches at all. I'm actually vindicating them. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the bottom line is Kyle Dubas likely gets until the end of this season, and. What happens afterwards, I mean, it's frankly, you know, it's it's solely dependent on the results. Um, honestly, I think if Kyle Dubas goes, Brendan Shanahan should go too, as Dubas is superior. Yeah. I think you just look for an entirely different direction. If you're going to get rid of Kyle Dubas, it's very similar to the idea. If you're going to get rid of Don Sweeney, let's get rid of Cam Neely. You know, like just, you know, clean house, start with a new idea. Um. I do think Sheldon Keith is still the most likely to go because it is much easier. It's the easiest thing you can do is yeah. to get rid of a coach. And, you know, I agree with the take that, well, fuck, you know, they started by listening to this coach and then they stopped. I agree. It's a, it's a trend. So it's not likely to stay. You know, is Barry Trotz going to solve that issue? Probably not. He's also been quoted um, saying he didn't really want to coach this year either. Yeah, as I recall. So like, yeah, I, I don't know where week. Leafs fans get this idea of he's always going to change his plans for us, but that's a very, very Leafs mentality to have. Um. <laughs> you know, I mean, there. I just, I, I mean, fuck. What is the answer for this team other than just like something's going to change? Because nobody uh, has the confidence if they stay the course that it's going to work out. Nobody is like, yep, that's the right idea. They got to trade one of the big pieces. 
that's the only way to really fucking send the big message that they want to send. And do they even send it? Like, I don't know. I don't know if Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner or even some of these other guys, like, I, I have better feelings about Tavares, better feelings about Morgan Riley, even though he's really bad in his own zone. He at least, F, like, tries. Um, sometimes I feel like Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews are, I don't know, don't quite have the effort. Nylander at times too, but it doesn't hit as hard as Matthews Marner because they're being paid all that kind of money. And it's like, man, did, could they handle that sort of level of fame being in Toronto with that level of money at the age that they were? That's a tough task. Like we got to think of those, they're like, Think of yourself at, you know, if you're past this age, 20 years old, <laughs> all of a sudden you're starting to make millions, like in the largest market with all these sponsorships throwing themselves out there, everyone throwing themselves at you. Like sometimes it's easy to get caught up in that and egos can get involved and in what the fuck is happening in Toronto because they don't listen to anyone. It seems they don't get up for anyone. They don't play for anyone. They think they could just skate by. It's weird. Yeah, when I look at their roster. I have no idea what the answer is. I know I'm sure you feel the same way. Well, for the past, this whole entire road trip, the only person who was actually giving any effort in when they were down was John Tavares. In that whole mm-hmm. top six, the only person who was actually skating was John Tavares. So trading away the one guy who arguably has been putting in the most effort when the time has been needed for him is a bad decision. Yeah, you don't trade. Austin I don't think Matthews. they can trade him with that contract. They, they can't trade anybody. That's the thing, um, because it's, that's a panic Landed. trade. They got four points, but is it out a panic of a hypothetical point? eight points uh, during this road trip? Because they beat, they beat, uh, they beat. Um, what is it? They beat uh, the 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 Jets. Mm-hmm. They overtime loss against the um, the Kings. Lost Sharks. against no overtime loss against uh, the Sharks and against the Ducks, and they lost against the Kings. So that's four out of eight points. I mean, it's not great. It's not bad, but they could have lost everything. I think if they lost every game on this trip, Keith's job would be in fucking peril. I think right now, the way I look at it is, like, well, they, we got half of possible points to get out of the situation. Mm. And I think they're going to have this homestand and then have a few games there and see how it goes. I don't know if they can. Because to me... I can't just look at this season because this isn't just this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do the same thing in years past. So it's like, how many times are you going to say, Oh, it's just this amount of games. It's just this amount of time. Like it's the same group. Like the Leafs go into a playoff series tomorrow against Boston. You confident? In oh, the, the team that's there right now. No. Would you be confident against the Rangers? Carolina? Florida? Tampa? <laughs> Pittsburgh? Like, how many teams in the Eastern Conference are Leafs fans like, you know, if we stay the course with this team, we get to the playoffs, we can beat that team in a seven-game series? How many of the how many teams? At this point, zero. At this point, zero. Yeah. Like, they underperform against teams that should not, like, be anywhere near. Like, no offense to Sim, but we should have won that game. 
Yeah, you we should have won. We should have we should have sweeped this entire fucking weekend. We should have won yeah. every single game. You gave the Ducks their first win, right? Second. <laughs> oh, Second. okay, okay. Oh. It's just a little bit as less. Just, just not not as deep as it is. Yeah. But just they should have won every game, and to come back with four points out of eight, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, thank God they're still giving out like pity points for like losing overtime. It is ten games. But if you were to tell Leaf fans at the start of the year, through 10 games, you would have the equal point percentage. So right now, there are three teams that have played 10 games that have a 500 point percentage. Toronto, LA, Seattle. Are you happy through 10 games being able to be directly compared to Seattle and Los Angeles? No. Like for that Leafs team, that is a terrible terrible run i don't care how weird the schedule is either like that's every fucking excuse under the sun has been used up for the leafs except for addressing the same issue which has plagued them for five plus years the entirety of this new core is that they don't show up the the most exciting moment that they ever had and that you forgave them for losing was that seven game series i think it was seven maybe it's only six against the capitals in the first round which was matthew's rookie season um that was like, ah, oh, the new, you know, they, they looked, okay, you forgave them for some defensive mistakes because they're young, but they really looked like they were trying. Like, they're fucking excited to be there. They were going for it. And what the hell is the issue now? Yeah, that series was like, oh, man, this is a taste of things to come. They're going to be yeah. juggernauts in the future. No. They, they still softer. have the same mentality. They got softer in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Than that first year. I don't under, that's, that's weird. That's a complete backwards of what you expect. You know, in terms of in terms of the coverage the Leafs get, there's a reason for it. They are the most puzzling fucking organization in the sport. And the most popular, Rip. Yeah. I mean, while you have a team like Arizona that are playing in a fucking college stadium at the moments, while you have two teams like a team like seattle and vegas that are still so new and everything that's vegas has undergone montreal and the weird ebbs and flows that they've had lately and all of this you know the emergence of florida buffalo turning around edmonton not being able to get to a final economy david still the most interesting and puzzling team of them all is toronto and like just something something has to be different something yeah that's all i see leaves fans clamoring for it's just something has to be different even if it's trading fucking Alex Kerfoot or Justin Hall, just do something, anything, please, God, because this team isn't it right now. So, Leafs fans, uh, we'll see you on Thursday when we have the same exact conversation because we've been having the same exact conversation about the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, for five years now, and there is uh, apparently no end in sight in that regard. Yeah. Um, Yeah, boys, I think that does it for what has been. Uh, one of our longer shows in a while, but you know what? It was fun. There was a lot to talk about, and uh, we spent a lot of time talking about candy. And, you know, never a bad way to go about it. Nope. Sin, what do you have going on in the content creation spectrum? Yeah, just franchise mode. <laughs> Everything else fucking sucks. Uh, so right back to, you know, playing only franchise mode of NHL. <sighs> gonna try to make like an only friends joke 
<laughs> about franchise. And it's only like, franchise. I should start an OnlyFans and call it Only Franchise. It'd be funny as fuck. The way to do it. Uh, Endo Mills, how about you? Are you still kicking away at NHL 20 Be a Pro? Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. <laughs> All right. I like get super sultry or super depressed. But like, we got an endo stencil crisis going on for this episode. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I tried to boot up NHL today. Had some fucking weird ass bounce going online, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother with this game anymore." You know uh, what you need to do. You know what we need to do. Play NHL what? 2K10. Yes, do that. But right, also, so you guys can verbally abuse me again. Like Jesus Christ. Always, always. We're your friends. That's what it's for. Um, we need to get you Gotham Knights. <laughs> so you and I can just run around spin kicking people in the face it'll it'll turn your mood right around i promise last night only heavy attack and like fucking kick people i'm like jesus christ i hate the way you play (laughs) because you just find the one thing that works and does the most damage and you spam the fuck out of it i'm like god damn it just be red hood and superman punch people in the face for four hours it'll be the most fun stream you've ever had in your fucking life i know it was for me uh, when I as soon as I get paid from this guy, I'll I'll definitely buy the game. We'll fucking just rip it all night. Fuck it. The way to do it. I wish uh, there's four characters, but it's only two person multiplayer. But I wish it was four because it's oh. it is the best. Um, but yeah, with that, um, you can catch uh, the fellows and I probably rocking some NHL 2K10 on stream. Uh, YouTube wise, I'm gonna pretty much be forced to be turned into one of those playing this game in 2022 playing nhl 11 franchise mode in 2023 that's my content moving forward because i got fucking nothing to do with nhl 23 at this point talk about video game related seasonal depression here we are nhl 23 hits bam i'm depressed (laughs) it's funny how that happens we got the high of madden nba and fifa and then the nhl the NHL trance, like a roller coaster where you're like, this is great. And then it's just the a bottomless pit of despair. It's NHL like the 23. drop and the drop just never stops. No, it stops. <laughs> it stops. All right. You're like, here's the peak. And then all of a sudden, the fucking cart of the roller coaster just falls off the cliff and plummets to the concrete. It doesn't even go over, just goes sideways. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is going to be great. You just tip over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Thank you all again for listening and watching. Uh, you know, For listening to and watching an episode of the Tookie Steak Podcast. We appreciate you. We'll be back here on Thursday to talk about NHL 23-related depression and everything that goes on in the hockey world and whatever random-ass questions that you ask us, because that is the best part of the show. Let's be honest. We will see you then. Thank you again. Manscaped.com. Code Doogie. 20% off. We love you. We'll see you Thursday.